everybody. Welcome to A Girl Talks. I have a special guest with me, Master Nicole. Please introduce a little bit about what it is you do, where in the world you're at. Let the audience know some bits about you. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Nicole and I'm from New Jersey. Uh, and I started doing yoga, tai chi, and mindfulness training 10 years ago. So for 10 years, I've been doing a lot of different um, like mind-body practices, which really helped me uh, heal anxiety, depression, insomnia, eating issues, relationship issues, like all the things that we deal with in life. I changed so much through this training um, and through the wisdom of kind of more like spiritual wisdom of how the mind and body work together and how we exist within the universe. So this this whole thing, <laughs> I never. <laughs> First of all, it's amazing that you're from Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> girls here, yes. Um, yes. It's so interesting now with the pandemic that's happening. So many relationships are being affected, and it's stemming from marriages that are being, you know, and they're ending relationships that are we're breaking up. People that are pushing themselves further and further away from other people because they're dealing with so much and they don't know how to cope with this anxiety or depression. And it's interesting how um, even a couple of my friends right now are a little MIA because they're like, I need to, I need some time for myself. And, and I, it's, it's interesting because it's obviously the energetic field that we're, we're in, but it's also from within and how people relate to other people. Can we talk a little bit more about that? Like, what have you noticed what have you noticed yourself and what kind of like, where do you think all this really stems from and roots when people are going to try to focus on healing themselves? Yeah. Um, yeah, I know, I know some people who broke up during the pandemic and I know a lot of people had so much stress. So um, what I could see and what I could experience myself through the pandemic was this isolationist mindset um you know america has a individualistic society anyway like we're we're very in touch kind of with ourselves, what we need but at least in america we have a more social culture so even though people are focused on what they want but still they are together at the same time but because of the pandemic um not only is it individualized, but now it's like, I have to protect my space, protect my boundary, protect my energy. Even you walk in the park with people with masks and they don't even smile at you anymore. So it's like people are now, not only are they close to, um, to like going outside of their individualistic or family boundary, but actually their heart is now more closed. That's what I feel. So the scare with, um, with disease is this is like a it's like a culture shock because in in a lot of Asian countries actually they've been living with this kind of situation for a long time like they wore masks before they had a lot of um, different you know disease that could spread there's so many more people so it depends on the culture so I think this is like actually culture shock for us first of all having to protect ourselves like um, health wise and then also how to keep our heart open, even in this really tough, scary situation. Because when the heart closes, the heart chakra, when this closes, the energy doesn't flow. You can actually make yourself sick. Mm. And a lot of people don't realize that. They feel like by protecting themselves, they're guarding themselves and they're taking care of themselves when really the heart chakra is a very... I didn't know anything about chakras mm -hmm. until meeting a bunch of amazing spiritual people and healers such as one of you being being you can mm -hmm. you explain a little bit for anyone that might not know what a heart chakra and what it is mm -hmm. so the chakra system um if you've heard of acupuncture there's 361 points all over the body and that's where they put the needle and you can do acupressure so people can do like a massage and then you press with your thumb and you can press all the different points um, and then and there's 12 lines, which are related to the organs. So stomach channel, liver channel, lung channel, those kind of thing. And then there's seven chakra. 
So most, many people have heard of chakra, but um, the point of the chakra is to manage that whole energy system. It's like, um, it's like as if the, the body is like the Empire State Building, then 361 windows where the energy can go in and out, 12, let's say like 12 floors, and then the seven chakra is like the elevator, the elevators. That I love that. Can take you. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> I never said that before. <laughs> but yeah, so the chakra is like, the chakra is how the energy relates to each other. And then each chakra has a different characteristic and they relate to personality, they relate to health. So it's, it, that chakra is the deepest part of the energy system. So that also relates to like information healing and like whole lifestyle changes can affect your chakra. So, wow. So when the person closes their heart chakra because of fear of this pandemic and disease, you mentioned that they can actually counteract that and cause them to get sick. Yeah, there's, there's the most important um, Eastern medicine principle, which all Eastern medicine talks about is water up fire down. I don't know if you've ever heard this, this system, but water comes from the kidneys. Water, they say water energy. So kidneys have, you know, deal with the water system. And then fire is from the heart. So water up, fire down. And what that means is um, when, when your center is, when your mind is in your center and you're grounded, when you're grounded, your, your abdomen should be warm and your brain should be cool because your brain is like a computer. So when we, when the organs are warm, then the water energy can flow. It goes up the spine and then it pushes heat energy from the heart down. So this becomes cool. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a flow. So water up, fire down. That's how it goes. Water up, fire down. But when you're stressed, it goes backwards. Yeah. Heat goes up to your head, you know, blowing steam with all your anger. Heat overheat, computers overheat, cars overheat, a brain yeah. overheat. Yeah. And then shut down. Yeah. And then that's so m- many people today are living their life every day with an overheated, actually shut, almost shut down brain because it's so stressed. Yeah. And it never gets to cool off. So imagine like you keep your car on and you constantly drive back and forth without shutting it down, without, you know, replenishing. So that's why we have a lot of practices where we focus on the organs, making the organs and the abdomen really warm, and then letting that water go up and fire from the heart come down. Because this is where you have a lot of emotion. So if you have so much emotion, so much anxiety and so much stress, then if you block your heart, so this is the system, it goes like this. Mm-hmm. And then let's say that you close your heart, mm-hmm. then what's gonna happen to the system? It's, gonna, it's not gonna flow. It's not gonna flow. Yeah. So it goes like this, it goes ping. <laughs> so it hits the heart chakra, but it can't go down to the center, yeah. to the organs. So the energy, the heat energy goes up yeah. to your brain and then you, release your stress you release your stress right away because it's so overwhelming so you shout at your partner or you throw something or you just have to move your body like go running and you know that's 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 why this kind of like this we have this kind of stress like symptoms got you so when the the head gets hot and the, the 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 core gets cool that can't be good for the organs and the intestines because obviously like that slows down metabolism and slows down you know that's where you get cramping and and all these pains right so you're literally making yourself sick literally yeah yeah and i think that's that like you mentioned that the high level of stress with this pandemic is not only causing people to practice safety means around what's logical and safe but some people are getting so over over and caught up into it that because now they're hiding behind the mask you don't know if they're having a good or bad day and and you don't know what's going to happen who you're going to tick off at walmart or at the grocery (laughs) store because you just don't know and 
communicating is so much harder when you have a piece of cloth or an object covering your mouth and how frustrating that becomes with the synergy with people, you know? And I'm a hand talker, as you can see. So some people are like, oh my gosh, she's not wearing gloves. And it's like, oh my God, am I supposed to be wearing gloves? So it's, it really has downgraded the, the, the exchange of, of socialism within our community. And, um, and that it makes sense how that gets to affect couples. Like in regard to what you mentioned, like people are closing their, their, their chakras or being backed up. A person with anxiety, for example, and struggles with depression who has, let's say, been in a four or five year relationship with their partner might have typical, you know, issues just like people do because, you know, you have family members that sometimes have bumps in the road and you can have bumps in the road with your colleague, your best friend. So relationships are no different romantically. What causes a person to just say, I would rather end this relationship with this person who I've known and we both relied on each other and we've both been each other's, you know, pillar to doing it by myself and take a, take a run in the dark and, and, and hope for the best. Mm. What, what do you think? How, how does that happen? What do you think? Why, um, why people are, are, cause that to me is scarier once you're actually by yourself and you don't have, you know, that, that solid foundation of, of, of familiarity, of comfort, of safety, security, of love? Yeah. Um, so, you know, when, when people are busy and when they're focused on their goal and focused on what they want and they take, you know, action, um, two people who are together, they can easily be focusing on themselves. And then when they get together they have they feel positive because they're so busy you know doing whatever they need so when they get together when they are with each other then they can share maybe that kind of positive energy um, in the normal society but now that either people lost their job or they have less to do um, and they maybe even lost their dream uh, because of something that happened in COVID so actually their value system at this time is kind of crumbling like what they were focusing on before is now they don't have that or um it changed so their whole perspective about who they are and what their purpose is what their value is um and you know there's so much not only that but the wave of fear and the wave of anger that went through the u.s and went through the world because of this pandemic like it's energy so it's a wave you know i felt it i was i was secluded in the upstate new york and i felt like a wave hit me i never felt before like the world is in panic at this time and the world is so angry at this time so like these emotions are coming out naturally we can't we can't control them so um, if people don't know how to deal naturally with their emotion and with their energy and also how to value and love themselves, regardless what they are doing, regardless if they achieve their goal, regardless if they make success, regardless if they have some you know, thing that they were trying to aim for, there is an innate value within all human beings. So if you lose that, then you lose everything. doesn't matter what you have. Wow. It could be a person, it could be a job, it could be whatever, but... That is so deep, and that makes sense, because I know a few people that, you know, were working really hard to attain a goal, and they literally manifested amazing things to happen, and when this whole, you know, upside-down, topsy-turvy thing happened with the pandemic, um, they literally just dropped it and, 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 and left, and I know people, um, a couple of people, and it didn't make sense but what you just described it's it's insane because I can personally also understand now in greater deep significant meaning that that yeah it's a crumbling effect because to be honest with you um even when the pandemic was at its peak I felt safe I felt secure I felt hopeful I was with my partner who I was with at the time and I thought that we can get through this we're going to make it through you know 
there's a way, there's a way, there's a way. And as long as, you know, I've got you, it's kind of like a Whitney Houston song, as long as I got you, babe, um, I was fine. But when the relationship did end and I was by myself, that was the very first time I actually felt anxiety. Mm. Anxiety. I had never dealt with anxiety in my life. I've dealt with depression when I was younger. Um, mm. I battled with self-love. That's not a secret, you know. Um, but because I knew what my patterns were when I was younger and in the past, I knew that I needed to take care of myself and I needed to be sound and balanced and I needed to figure out how. And I'm a firm believer that you can manifest things good or bad. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was able to manifest the love recovery coach, find the therapist and also take one of my first spiritual retreats. And it was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and I noticed that I was able to not just focus on the anxiety of being alone and separated from my friends and family, because that's what the pandemic did. It kept you isolated. Mm -hmm. I was literally just with my dog. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting in perspective of how a lot of people were feeling, I think, I think the rates of, 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 um, patient intake rose and skyrocketed. People mm. that had never had mental health illnesses were now seeking therapy and mm. spiritual uh, direction. What, what, when you mentioned self-love and that innate feeling of, 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 of just basically self-sabotaging, mm -hmm. that, that goes hand in hand. How, how, how can somebody find themselves out of that? if they're still in that run. So self-sabotaging, um, self-sabotaging is, that is a really big issue with most people, I would say, because self-sabotage is coming from the sense that I'm not worthy, I don't deserve something, and I'm not good enough. So those negative voices, they take over the mind and in, in like Eastern culture, they say the mind is the heart. So mind and heart are the same. We think of the mind as like thoughts, but thoughts are actually just part of the neocortex. Like that's not your mind. That's like information. It's like kind of system that's going on, which is hard to control. But mind is actually your heart. So when your mind is open, your heart is open. When your mind is at peace, your heart is at peace, right? So, um, so basically what it means is that it's, it's all depending on your mindset about yourself. So in order to get out of self-sabotage, you know, you may have, the reason why some people break up is because you may need to physically be apart. Yeah, just because, just because we idolize like having the perfect relationship and this like love with lust and like you know, romantic and blah, blah, blah. That's like, that's like this much of like this enormous relationship, which is like mostly not harmonious sometimes. And the, you know, my parents have been together 50 years and I was just, I just saw them and like, they got into this like heated argument that lasted like 30 minutes. And then all of a sudden, like it's done and it like never happened. I'm like, why? <laughs> how how did you learn to do that like just get over it like that so but most people have that kind of argument and then they leave and they don't forgive each other but that forgiveness and that open heart and that just acceptance like oh this is part of the natural process of human relationships so it takes like maturity wisdom experience that you mentioned your parents being able to just let that go um i i think i picked up those core traits because both of them can get in heated arguments and then like time five, five, 10 minutes go by and like nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. And to me, that became a normal thing. So in my relationships, people like they could come hot to me and I can cool it off or I can come hot to them. And it, but then I can forgive, mm. but some of them just, just were like, how do you do that? How do you do that? I'm still mad at you. I can't for you forgive you because of the thing that happened five months ago. I'm like, what? I, I don't even remember you know yeah. um and it's interesting because it's also like if i wasn't around that a lot if i didn't have them in my life still because i i'm very involved with them i would not see that as normal and i think here in in the us like you said it's all about um learning how to love yourself 
learning how to be an individual, um, but learning to be so independent that that community is almost kind of lost. Even communities within communities don't feel like communities because it's all about the self. And I find that to be almost hypocritical mm-hmm. in some way um, because I do love being single and I think I am best at that because I am, some people just don't understand, especially when you're like a very spiritual person because I know that you're calm mm-hmm. and sometimes you just listen and mm-hmm. and it can become a lot for even another person in their energy. And it's like, wait, I can't have you in my realm. Like you're too, mm-hmm. you're coming too much hot. I'm here. I'm here in my Zen. Why are you interrupting that? Um, But someone said like happiness is meant to be experienced together. And um, what are your thoughts on, on being able to, you know, for these couples that yes, it's healthier to be apart than it is to be together because Mm -hmm. one person's obviously going to be suffering grander than the other person because they don't know how to fix it. And Mm -hmm. this one doesn't know how, to you know uh, uh find the balance so instead of having them do this do this do this it's better to do that what do you think about these couples that now are probably in their self and realize oh man i didn't have it that bad what kind of inner work should they be doing now for themselves since they are alone and and most likely who knows if they'll get back together not get back together what kind of advice do you give people that are like, wow, you know, it wasn't as bad as it was before because clearly there needs to be inner work if they were able to, you know what I'm saying? Break yeah. away and, and, and they have that. What advice can you give? Best thing, we, the, the training that I've done for 10 years is actually like kind of physical training. So we do different exercises. There are like thousands of exercises that we do. Um, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube and there's also like retreats that people can do. Um, there's like online classes and private session, private you know, coaching and training. So I definitely recommend, um, just like people get therapy and just like people take online courses and, you know, they're like yoga and gym and things. So if people can actually do the training, that's the number one best thing because they're, they're experiencing it through their body first and then making the change internally so that's how the whole system works it's not not like physical training like running it's like yoga and then also um, some like circulation exercises and some breathing mindfulness kind of training so maybe i can give some information you know about those things um and i also do you offer that too yes so for yeah. anybody that's interested, I'm definitely going to put the information to, to link you and, and connect you with. So if anybody that's listening or watching is interested in being able to do this, now everything's virtually done on the phone or computer. So mm-hmm. there's no excuses. I think one yeah. of the greatest acts of self-love is, is, is ch- channeling various ways of therapy mm-hmm. because some people feel embarrassed. There's a stigma behind all that mental health and wellness which Mm -hmm. is what you mentioned like we are a we are a machine that needs to be cooled down and we need to be able to know how to open up with the heart because Mm -hmm. machines don't have hearts but they Mm -hmm. do have a heart they have a when that thing stops bumping (laughs) electricity (laughs) they need need energy so it needs the energy yeah the energy i think that one of the things that i found very interesting about you know, these breakups and these divorces that happened during the pandemic is that some people are now getting back together. And some people that um, are, are, are doing it out of convenience only, which I feel like that is not the right thing to do, because I feel like it's another ticking time bomb. Right. Um, in terms of, of, of the pandemic, we know that normal is not ever going to be the normal we remember for it's going to be for a while. Yeah, it's gonna be for a while. Um, how can we keep the mind and the heart chakra open during this pandemic? How can, what, 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 what do you see happening? What do you think should be happening? Um, so that the relationship with 
ourselves and others can be more harmonious to before this pandemic? I think the biggest thing that people need to consider at this time is what is their life purpose? Why, why are you even here? What did you come here for? You know, this is, this is your place. You were born into this body and then we have this mind and we have also something guiding us, right? To where, where our mind goes, where our intention goes. So if our mind and body is not aligned, then our body will do whatever it wants. It will kind of just enjoy. Mm -hmm. But actually just enjoying life is not the purpose of life. The purpose of life is to really, really find the deep, deep value of who you are. Um, we say like our body is like our car and our soul is our driver and our spirit, which is like our mindset, is the backseat passenger. So whatever your backseat passenger, your spirit, your mindset, your mentality is telling you, then it's telling your soul, which is the energy. This is like pumping, right? Pumping the energy life through you. So then it's telling your soul where to move your body to. And then whatever your body does, it has a repercussion and has a direction. So if you, if you can change your mindset, in this time you have to really evaluate your what your mind is focusing on you have to really evaluate your purpose um you know what you value in this life and how you want to create your life to be the best person that you can be the best you version of you um you know which i hope is not just making money and having you know success because obviously those things can crumble anytime so the real value is beyond those things. Even if you get those things, that's so awesome. That's like a huge blessing. But then what's, what's after that? What's beyond that? Mm -hmm. And what do you really want to feel in this lifetime to feel like you lived a good life? Feel like your life was worth it. Feel like your life was meaningful. So even young people like us, like we have to, we have to think about it. You know, we can't just live day to day, just making money, just meeting friends, just having fun. Like it doesn't fulfill us from a young age. And we, we know, but sometimes we don't really accept or we don't really look at it. So I think a lot of people getting back together for just convenience means that they didn't really take time to reflect, um, you know, what, what they- I told them, I was like, too soon, too soon, you guys are- you're not listening to me. I know. The, I know the rent is expensive, but you're not listening. <laughs> yeah, and I. I think you know. Um, the other thing is that because the U.S. doesn't have like a spiritual culture, you know, we are a materialistic culture. Like, sorry to say it, but U.S. has a material more materialistic culture than anything. So, many countries who have like this overarching spiritual spirituality, like Korea, for example, I learned from Koreans their mind is like so focused on like, this is our spirit. This is like our mission together. Like, you know, we're doing this together. They have that kind of like cohesive mindset where like we will overcome anything and it will work out, it will work out. Like you can do it like that kind of mindset. Yeah. And the U S is like, like, well, shit, like I better like invest, you know, and just, you know, just take it, you know, take it, take mine make sure that I'm okay. And then, you know, there's not that kind of um, cohesiveness or like togetherness. So I think a lot of people lost their trust in other people. So, and also lost their trust that the universe will provide when, when we really surrender and we really let go and we really like love, you know, unconditionally, even in the worst situation, the worst moment, still there is you know, love and still there is hope and still there is, you know, pos like positive potential for things. So if people can let go what they're holding on to so tightly, because it just makes them feel good, even like this much. And then if they can't let it go, it's like totally blocking you from growing and changing. So I think people just have to, they have to just like let it go. And release that release. Yeah. 
when you do all that worry, all that tension, all that fear, when you can trust that the universe has your back, Mm-hmm. This is what I tell my friends. You can't, you're not going to give your all to someone that you don't feel like is ready to give their all back to you, right? So when mm-hmm. you doubt, when, when, when you are doubting someone, then they're going to start to doubt you. So if you doubt the universe, the universe is like, wait, they're not ready yet. They're not Absolutely. ready. If you mm-hmm. can't trust in me, how can I, how can I have a harmonious, healthy relationship with you? So until you do figure it out, whether it be a karmic lesson, whether it be repeating the same thing over and over again. I'm, I'm ready. I'm re- universe is like, I'm ready. Are you? Because right. I, I noticed even some people that when they moved out or they broke up, they went backwards towards a direction that might not have been in their favor because they were running away from it to begin with, you know, but because it's convenient, like you said, we live in it's, it's convenient, it's practicality, but it's not the truth. Mm-hmm. To live against what you were just defying as this is not me, this is not for me, and then to go back to that, or even to go back to a relationship that you left, like whether it be a friendship, whether it be a job, if you, if you left it to begin with, mm-hmm. and you're going back because of convenience, you're only living a lie. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, whether it be romantic, or whether it be any other circumstances, you can work on yourself and say, hey, maybe I just didn't appreciate it. Maybe I needed to work on myself. But I find a lot of the times people do go back to unhealthy situations just because it's practical or it's convenient or makes sense at the moment. And those type of behaviors are only setting back their intent and, and, and clouding their purpose because they're not really thinking about anything but how to survive and sometimes surviving is through means and ways that it's not suffice to live like you said in purpose and I think a lot of people when I talk about those type of things they look at me and they're like well well how do you know what your purpose is Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and I feel like in our hearts of hearts we know it's just that we're so cluttered Mm -hmm. by wanting to live like that person that we see on Instagram, or we want to live like our neighbors who are driving that nice car. Um, how can, how can, how can you help guide someone that's listening to this, that's overworking and overloading their, their, their mind and helping them give them a tip or two, how to find their purpose, because I, it takes, and how to surrender, because I, I kid you not, for those that are listening, when you surrender, a lot of great things start happening and it doesn't have to be dollar. It doesn't have to be love. It's, it's how you feel within yourself. You can heal yourself. Mm-hmm. When I surrendered for me, mm-hmm. my leg got better mm-hmm. and I was suffering mm-hmm. with this thing. Cause it was mm-hmm. a constant too. Like, Oh my God, if I move the wrong way, it can pop out. I was always in fear too. Mm-hmm. So like, well, how can you help someone figure out their purpose and how can you help someone, you know, um, find that 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 what advice do you give them so i know this is going to be an audio uh file but can i guide through like three minutes of training yeah okay Okay. absolutely i'll explain verbally so they can hear so we're gonna do something called danjan so it's like belly tapping basically so we're going to tap the energy center which is second chakra. And then when we tap there, we focus there. And when you tap there and focus there, your mind relaxes so that you access your brainstem. Do you know brainstem? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, (laughs) yes, yes, exactly. So brainstem is the reptilian brain and that's the one that deals with um, like instinct. And when you're really stressed, your neocortex is too active. Your limbic system is over hyperactive. You have so much emotion, so many thoughts. But when you do this training that we're going to do, you calm your neocortex, calm your limbic system so that you access brainstem, which helps to coordinate your breathing, digestion, and your heart rate. And in that space, in that space, you know the answer instinctively. Wow. 
do it. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so you make a fist, you make two fists, <laughs> and then your pinky is gonna tap two inches below your belly button and you hit one over the other. So kind of like, like rhythmically, rhythmically, like you're tapping a drum. Mm -hmm. And then most important thing, close your eyes. Yeah, close your eyes. Imagine you have like a pole of light going through the center of your body. So your spine is straight. This is aligning all your chakra. And then focus where you tap. Feel the rhythm. Tapping two inches below belly button and feel the vibration. So you cannot hurt yourself. This is just gentle stimulation to help you focus. And if you can, gently shake your head side to side, very gently, like you're saying no. And that gentle movement also helps to open brainstem, which is bottom of your skull and top of your neck. And let yourself breathe deeply, as deep as you can in through your nose and out through your mouth. Breathing deeply in through your nose and out through your mouth. Keep focusing on the feeling, tapping two inches below belly button. You can even lean back a little bit and feel more pressure in lower abdomen. Relax your chin down. So totally relax the bottom of your skull, back of your skull should be relaxed. Breathing out all your stress. Letting new fresh energy come into your body. And now you can ask yourself the question. First question is, who am I? So in your mind, you can ask, who am I? You're asking lower abdomen, which is connected to brainstem. and asking, what do I want? What do I want? Keep going. And if you don't wanna ask any question, you can also just let your mind relax. We'll do one more minute. Feeling the warmth from lower abdomen and feeling the coolness in your brain. Even if you have no answer to those questions, actually just feeling yourself, feeling your body and feeling peace within, that is enough. Breathing out all the last bits of negative information, chaos, and stress. And slowly bring your hands to your knees and keep your eyes closed and focus on your breathing. Imagine a golden light 
like golden dust particles are coming down into the top of your head, center of your head, through seventh chakra. And imagine you open a small hole at the top of your head and like a whale hole, breathe in that golden light energy and let that light fill your brain and fill your body. Feel tingling in your fingers. Feel warm energy flowing through your body. And you may feel denser inside or you may feel lighter. And in this calm space, you may receive an answer or a message from a clear voice or a clear feeling. Your message can be, I am love. Or I'm a bright light. I am whole. Or I am one with everything. can feel your chakra, feel the tingling inside along your spine. And you can feel the energy filling your whole body. Do you have any message? whoever's listening to this wasn't doing it in their car <laughs> <laughs> car is okay too i'm <laughs> all driving no i got a little teary-eyed because um yeah things you could definitely feel either of the th i felt light i felt light um and to me i feel like spirituality goes hand in hand with not just the mind and not just the physical. I think a lot of the times it's forgotten. I mm. think a lot of people think that spirituality is religion and they're like, I don't believe in religion. It's this, this and that, but no, it's not that it's, it's a way of life. I think it's, it's, a, it's just balance. Just like we need air to live. It's, it's part, what advice can you give someone that looks at the spiritual world in such a, you know, side eye way, like what kind of like, what, 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 just to ease their mind, how can we allow people to choose on their own to be more inviting towards a spiritual wellness? I'm really glad that you asked this question. <laughs> this is a very, very good question. Um, I actually had kind of awakening last night. Um, so anyway, I've, I've dealt, you know, even this practice that I do is from Korea, but there are so many Koreans who view this practice as like kind of cultish or like um, anti-religious, like some like weird religion in and of itself. And, um, you know, yoga, I'm sure at some point was also considered like, oh, is this a religion? You know, when it first came, it wasn't just physical. And 
many different practices around the world which do help us get in tune with ourself can be seen as like weird or taboo or like just strange. So I think um, in order to really be a spiritual person, spiritual person means an enlightened person. An enlightened person means a happy, healthy, and a peaceful person. That's a spiritual person. Person who is healthy, happy, and peaceful. <laughs> Truly. All good things. <laughs> you know. yeah. 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 So people view spirituality as like, I need to know like this set of information in order to be spiritual. But actually, that information can be hurting you if you don't use it in the right way. And it can hurt others if you use it to, to like dominate or control or like put others down. So that's not spiritual. That's just, that's just dogma, you know? So even spiritual, spiritual people can, may not necessarily be, spiritual looking people may not necessarily be really spiritual. So really spiritual means person who has unconditional love unconditional joy, unconditional peace towards all humanity and all life and all circumstance that is given to them to live. Because a person who says that they're spiritual and then gets in a car accident and then sues the person and then curses them out and then, you know, like is like angry for like whole three years, that's, you can't say that you're a spiritual person because you're not peaceful anymore. Mm -hmm. But if you can hold your peace and hold your value and hold your existence, even though those bad things may happen to you, that's a really spiritual person. That's a person who can, who can help others also be, you know, become enlightened, be spiritual. So I, I, I work with a lot of really, truly spiritual people. I, I can say I'm not fully there yet. I have so much of my own things that I'm also, I'm young. I also have, you know, studying relationships and studying these things, but, um, you know, our whole life is like this journey to find ourselves and figure out like, what is this, what is this life that we're given? So I think if you can focus on health, happiness, and peace, and then, um, does that kind of make sense? It makes a lot of sense. I mean, okay. Because I think, you you made it in such a way that the only thing it does is make sense mm -hmm. you know and i think that a happier a healthier and a peaceful person would make for better relationships mm -hmm. not just romantically but also in any type of human contact mm -hmm. and i think that it kind of is interesting how it goes full circle you mm -hmm. know how can one find happiness and peace um, and health during this pandemic? How, how, could they, how can they do that? We are all going through it together. And I think that the best thing at this time for everyone to focus on is actually their heart, heart, heart health, like not just physical heart, but their like love and um, compassion for others. Like this is really like, we can say this is like almost like religious practice, what we're doing now. This is like a spiritual, spiritual kind of test for all humanity. Um, and some people are taking advantage of it, you know, in, in a negative way. And some people are not utilizing this opportunity for their own growth, for their own development. So I think if you allow yourself to be, um, you know, it was a wave. If, you, if you're drowning in this wave, that means you need to learn how to swim energetically, energetically. Um, your heart has to stay open to others um, or at least to yourself and to your life purpose no matter what comes so if you can find people or practice or um, help uh, community or you know online in person doesn't matter at this 
time. Like we have to survive, you know, in this world, whether we meet in person, whether we meet online, whether we meet with our eyes closed in meditation and we envision our family members and send them healing love energy, you know, that power of the mind. I don't know if you've ever been in a healing circle, but when like, for example, somebody sits in the center of a circle and everyone sends energy, it's very, you could try with your family. It's very powerful. You all putting your mind to one thing. And we say energy goes where the mind goes. So if your mind is always on sex or your mind is always on food, then like your body always wants that, you know? So if your mind is on love, just unconditional love and sending good healing energy to people you love, then imagine like one person is in the center of a circle and then everyone's sending energy. The amount of, the amount of power that you feel at that time and the amount of warmth and actually your, your health activates at that time so use our mind we need to use our mind in a new way people need to activate their mind their brain power to become healers yeah and we all have the ability to what when you know once we're healed Mm -hmm. i think one of the greatest things about finding a way to heal is that you can attract more people that you can help while you're healing healing people while healing yourself, you mm-hmm. know? I think people forget that it's not just a one-time thing, I'm healed, it's a forever type of thing, you know, mm-hmm. it's an always type of thing. And I think one of the things that you had said that made me like, oh, it's like you said, we're all going through this together. And I think that that knowing that you're not alone, knowing mm-hmm. that you're not the only one that's struggling right now, mm-hmm. knowing that there are people that have it far worse, you mm-hmm. know, and to count the blessings that I have both two arms, two functioning legs. I have the ability to get up and go to work or have the ability to have a roof over my head if I'm not working, you know, to know that they're not in it by themselves. And um, one of the things that helped me get through uh, what I recently went through while simultaneously dealing with the pandemic was knowing that when the economical crisis happened, what was it, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, and a breakup that was so bad because it was a toxic, abusive person. No, remembering that those were really the, 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 the most difficult times. What am I going to do? We're going to lose the house. You know, what are we going to do for money? What, what am I going to do with myself? How, remembering that we are resilient. We, can, we are resilient people. And the spirit and the mind and the body can be functioned and exercised on a daily. If we make the time, if we could make the time to be on our phones mm-hmm. for some people, 12, 13 hours, you know, I've made it, a, I made it an effort not to, honestly, that's why people have a really hard time contacting me through text <laughs> because I'm not really looking at the phone, but we yeah. can, we can, we can, I think one of the important things that I want people to take from this is that, we need to take accountability of ourselves. Mm-hmm. If we want to go out there in this realm of living in this, you know, uh, as me, 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 and self, 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 then you need to take accountability of taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I believe that this was so informative. And this was so, even, even, even those five minutes that we took to practice, um, like I said, I got a little teary eyed. Um, it's, it's five minutes of your day does not take away a lot. You know, people spend months in like the mountains, you know, studying this stuff. And, 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 and even when they come here, they get tested by a lot. And that's when they have to practice Mm -hmm. the staying healthy, being peaceful, having unconditional love. And, and because it's an everyday thing, if there's one thing you want to, anything else you want to say, or if there's one thing you want to, want to, want to say before we're, we're done, because we have all the time in the world, the beautiful, beautiful thing about a podcast is, <laughs> going on. Um, but I want, I, I, I feel really great at the fact that there was like this completion and, th- you know, 360 effect here with mm. this episode. Um, please feel free. I'm, I'm letting, you know, the ball is on your court right now. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> 
your best podcast leader. Thank you. <laughs> you ask great questions. Um, the last thing that I want to say to to everyone listening um, is: don't be afraid to feel yourself. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to feel whatever you feel. Um, we spend 12 hours on our phone because there could be some underlying discomfort, anxiety, worries, you know, frustrations, depression, whatever it is. Like there, there is so much uh, power in the mind to heal itself. But when you distract yourself with many, many things, then it actually doesn't allow that energy to process. So energy comes from the heart, emotions come from the heart, and we need to focus on ourselves and allow ourselves time and space to feel. This is the time. We have to feel ourselves and we have to feel each other and we have to just be open. We're going to feel our own pain, we're going to feel each other's pain. If we cannot feel each other and we cannot feel our our own pain, there's no way to heal you have to feel it first he no he, i think no healing without feeling or feeling feeling i don't know what the term is but you have to feel before you can heal mm. so feeling mm -hmm. feeling and feeling and feeling each other and loving each other no matter what i love that i love that i think the reason why so many people had ah and awakening moments last year in 2020 was because some people had to resort in being alone mm -hmm. in their thoughts. Mm -hmm. And because there was so much happening around the world that was too much to see, mm -hmm. they did this mm -hmm. and put the phone away. Mm -hmm. And when, like you said, when you're, when you allow yourself to be in the present and feel the body knows the body's so much smarter than us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it knows what it's supposed to do it just knows yeah and that's part of surrendering that's part of the yeah. universe saying oh i see you yeah finally finally do you see you mm -hmm. for those that are listening to the girl talks i mean i have to say um there are amazing talented people that dedicate their lives to this every day and nicole is one of them and you know don't pressure yourself to be perfect. It's not about that. It's about finding harmony. Because mm. just like water doesn't stay stagnant, it finds its way though to find, you know, find its middle ground. But it always is in move in motion. It always yeah. is in motion. Yeah. And um, spirituality is not about perfection. Spirituality isn't about knowing it all. It's about being open to learning and open to practice yes. and open to teach. And Nicole, you are amazing. You know, this is, this is, we've, we've had so many conversations and it's always been about like all these other things. And I was really happy to be able to talk about the pandemic relationships and, 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 and even spirituality in itself. Yeah. Nicole, I hope to have you again as a guest. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of fun. And, um, you know, she, she actually practiced on me. She did a nice, you know, um, uh, acupressure. Yes, she offered yeah. her therapy, and I could tell you that I almost fell asleep. I was that I surrendered that much that I was like, "Yep, <laughs> I felt so good." I'm gonna put all of her. <laughs> You're amazing. I'm gonna put all her information. Um, please follow her. Check her out. You also have a podcast too, right? I'm gonna start one. Oh, she's gonna start my first Yay. podcast. Yeah, the first one, and we're gonna we popped her cherry. Yes, so. <laughs> Thank you. I know that you're out west. I know mm -hmm. it's snowing there and it's snowing here. How 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 cute is that? Like at the same time, it's snowing. Yes. Yes. Actually, um, if I can just plug, so I'm currently in Sedona, Arizona. So whoever is listening who knows people who are spiritual know about Sedona because it's like it's it's an energy vortex. There is like gushing energy from the earth here. So you feel so connected to nature and like these gorgeous red rock mountains. So anybody who wants to come visit me in Sedona, um, there's a meditation center, Sedona Mago Retreat Center. And obviously I'm, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. So I really, I'm so grateful to be part of this. 
No, thank you. I am grateful. These are gems that we get to share with people around the world. So thank you for being a part of it. And I'm excited for your journey. And you know, you could always count on me as as a guest. So I I love you so much. And um, I I, am so grateful to have met you. Everything has happened for its reasons. And um, and we're, we're going with it. We're going with our life, our life purpose and our journeys. And we will see each other soon. Yes. We'll see each other very soon. Yes. <laughs>